0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Childless Not by Choice podcast, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the childless not by choice women and men around the world. Savella Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. I also welcome you, even if you do not fit the demographic. Maybe you did not want children. Maybe you have children. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode 122. In this episode, the title, by the way, is Mapping the Journey Living the Life of a Childless, Not by Choice Woman. We have a guest because, well, you guys are probably tired of hearing how I'm living the life of a childless, not by choice woman. So I wanted to bring someone in. But I'll tell you more about our guest in just a moment. Patreon, patrons, I would like to thank you for your monthly contributions um, to the platform. If you would like to join the Patreon family of monthly contributors, visit patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice and set up your monthly contribution for as little as $5 per month. No matter your giving level, I have a gift for you. So come on over to patreon.com forward slash childless, not by choice. And check it out. Check out all of the different giving levels. And I'm thanking you you in advance. And I'm also again, thanking those of you who have been giving, many of you have been giving for quite some time. And I really do appreciate that those funds go directly back into the platform. I'm paying my podcast producer, paying my podcast host Paying my website manager, everybody gets to get paid every month. So whatever you can do would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so moving right along. Also remember that Stitcher, and all of this is in the show notes, but check out this the Stitcher ad that I have in the show notes. Uh, Many of you know that I use Stitcher for the most part, although I have access on my iPhone to all of the podcasting apps. I have most of my podcast listening done in Stitcher. They have a premium version where you pay $4.99 per month or $34.99 per year. That's as well as the free version. So that's Stitcher. And thanks to Stitcher for the opportunity. If you decide to go with the premium version, go in with NotByChoice as your promo code for that discount. NotByChoice. So as I said, we have a guest today, Ruth Berkowitz, M.A. is a wellness coach for individuals, children, and families. Ruth says that her mission is to help raise the divine feminine back to her rightful place within the woman, the family, and society. She holds a Master of Arts in Counseling Psychology with an emphasis in Spiritual Psychology, Sociology, Family Systems, Mindful Meditation, and Movement, and Creative Expression. They inform her healing with her self and others. Ruth is 49 years old, childless not by choice, by circumstance. Her intention is to see the opportunities for healing and growth in this loss while carrying the grief with grace and acceptance. I really like that. Her heartfelt aspiration is to empower herself and others to reframe their life story and find purpose and fulfillment as the nurturing, generative women they already are. Ruth, welcome to the show. Thank you, Savilla. Great. I'm glad you're here, and I am so looking forward to this conversation because I know that as we talked before, I was saying that I know the listeners are probably tired of hearing how I'm living. The show was <laughs> not by choice life, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to bring you in. As you live, the childless not by choice life. And by the way, to those of you listening, Ruth is a member of the childless not by choice with Savannah Morgan Facebook group. That's another great reason I wanted to have her on. But she's she's a member of our platform. She's doing life with us via social media. And some of you may think, well, it's just social media. But t- uh, trust me, community, especially right now in the time of COVID, many of us are spending quite a bit of time on social media in various groups and hopefully you're listening and tuning into a very positive space on social media wherever you are we don't need any more negativity so hopefully you're spending your time in positive places on social media and the childless not by choice with sevilla morgan facebook group if you are a childless not by choice woman is a great place to be because although we have our down times and our negative moments where You know, life just didn't work out for us, didn't work out the way we expected, the way we wanted, but we cannot stay in a negative space for too long without it affecting us. And so our platform, I love the fact that that's the way I started it and that's the way I want it to be. We can be real there and talk about how badly we may be feeling, but it's a place in the spirit of positivity. And Ruth can tell you more about that as we talk here today. So that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have her on. Well, a couple of of the reasons. But let's get started, Ruth, now that I've said so much. I have a question for you. And also, you know, as as a listener, if you want to reach out to Ruth, I will put her contact information, whatever contact information she gives me, I'll put it in the show notes. And um, so you can reach out to her directly. But let's get started. Let's hit the ground running. What is the most challenging part of being childless, not by choice?
1: The heaviness, the feelings and the thoughts that go on inside of me Mm -hmm. around it. I've carried a lot of shame about it and a lot of grief about it. You know, obviously there's the sadness of not having that dream fulfilled but then there's also so many judgments of myself that weigh me down, you know, that, that come from the expectations of, of my family and my culture, the sort of given that, you know, you grow up and you have children. That's what people do. And, and not really having this path in life kind of be visible. And be seen as you know a fulfilling way to live,
0: right? Because it was never a thought. We never had to think about what if. We never thought about what if because we were surrounded by people who had already had children. So we assumed we would too.
1: Well, I think it's also because it's so in the shadow, you know. And that's that's the counter-shaming for myself and others that I really want to do is to talk about it. I mean, honestly, I I feel ashamed still to say um, that I'm childless, not by choice, to, you know, just put it out there that I'm going to be on this podcast. It, it's, it's not something that's talked about, mm-hmm. you know, and it, yet, as you said, it's about 25% of the population. Right. The invisibility and the shame. The you know, the, there's no sort of uh, milestone for it. No set point where the you know you like with with other kinds of losses. It's a moment in time when the loss happens, mm-hmm. and there's maybe rituals that that different cultures have to. Ease the the grief, and there's you know ways for the community to come and surround uh, the grieving person. But with this, it's it it can be very lonely and feel um, like there's something wrong with me that this happened.
0: Right, because again, it's it's like you said, it's not talked about. Death is talked about. Death is quote unquote normal. When you lose a loved one, it's it's normal and you know what even even in that even in the loss of a loved one people still judge you if they think that you're grieving for too long
1: yeah i was gonna say i mean our culture doesn't really allow much grieving even for the recognized losses right so for this kind of loss you know there's absolutely no no recognition
0: and no customs around right. it. Right. And I, and that's what I've, I believe, i believe. not trying to put myself up on a pedestal, but because there are many other Childless Not By Choice platforms out there. But I think we're all on the journey as platforms and platform founders and leaders and those who have joined us as Childless Not By Choice people to get the word out. That's what I've been saying for the, past, the last five years. Um, I'm trying to get the word out globally that childlessness and childlessness not by choice is a thing. And uh, we're going to talk about it and shout it from the mountaintops and normalize it because childlessness has been around since the beginning of time. And uh, because we, don't, we talk more about the, the woman who has the child or has the children, that gets talked about we we now need to talk about the fact that there is a woman who is hiding in plain sight who feels judged even if it's self-judged because i've been there and and shamed self-shamed because i've been there you feel ashamed of not having children literal shame ashamed of yourself for not having children because that's what society says we're supposed to do but society doesn't talk about what happens when it doesn't happen Because society doesn't talk about things that, especially like I said before, death, when we lose a loved one, we just want to look the other way. Anything that seems negative or appears to be negative, we may deal with it with you for a little while, but after a minute, we're just like, you know what, get over it. And I've heard people being told, even in the loss of a loved one, just get over it, it's been a year. It's been two years. It's been five years. And so they just, society wants us to get over it, basically. And then we're, in the meantime, we're in our own heads, challenging our, ourselves as human beings, feeling shame on the inside of our brains and self-judgment because we didn't get to do what society thought we should do, which I just thought about it. How dare society tell me <laughs> how things are supposed to work? Society doesn't have the power to
1: make it happen, right? Right. You know, what I realized is it's such a sense of failure, which is something I struggle with in my life in general. And it's the ultimate powerlessness Mm -hmm. to want to create life and not be able to for various reasons different people have. I mean, reasons such as, I mean, mine are
0: similar to yours, it's by circumstance. I just never met the right person. I never met the right guy. And I just wasn't willing to raise a child on my own, although I thought about it via um, adoption. It it was something I, I, I considered as things were getting worse for me and the biological clock was really running out. But I really didn't want to have to raise a child by myself. And I really was hoping to meet the right man. And it just never happened. I mean, society then wants me to just go ahead and just lay with somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was never an option for me, right. um, doing it on my own for various reasons. <laughs> it was just, I knew that that would be too much for me. And, you know, I have thought about this because we talked about this in the Zoom group mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. recently. And so I've been thinking about it and, you know, what's a way to reframe that? It, that's more empowering than just that I didn't meet the right person. So, in other words, what what was my outer reality mirroring about my inner reality? Which isn't, you know, is, is kind of a painful confronting thing. To do, but mm-hmm. that's what we do in spiritual psychology. So you know, the outer your outer reality is a reflection of your inner experience, and so I've been thinking about that, and I don't I don't think between, it's sort of a confluence of knowing that I didn't want to do it just just to get the genetic material without someone. who I knew would be a good father and a good partner for me, but also, you know, my own wounding that got in the way Mm -hmm. of being a healthy partner to somebody else.
0: That's a good point. And when you first said that, when you said that just a second ago, I thought to myself, well, is that kind of like blaming, blaming Mm -hmm. circumstances? And I thought, well, maybe, maybe not. So I'll ask you, is that is when you talk about mirroring what's going on on the outside versus what's happening on the inside, is that another form of blaming oneself or blaming circumstances or no?
1: Well, I think blaming circumstances is disempowering. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there aren't I mean, this goes into a much bigger topic about fate (laughs) and destiny and all that. Mm -hmm. I try to orient myself... I'm not always here, and I try to get myself back to orienting towards what is the healing opportunity for me? Where's the growth for Mm -hmm. me in my circumstance, in my life, what's happening in my life and in my relationships? So in a way... you know, whenever we're blaming something outside of ourselves, we're we're losing our power. Mm. So, for me, I'm not saying this is helpful to others. It's just an offering what I work on. I'm not, I'm not saying I live there, and it does take a lot of effort to come back to this place because I get into self pity. I get into, you know, it's so unfair. You know, look at all these. People who are terrible parents and they get to be parents, and I don't. You know, there's mm-hmm. tons of things like that that go through my mind at times. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But if I want to not stay there because that doesn't serve me, that just weighs me down, how can I shift? How can I be in an empowered place and say, what is the different story I'm going to make out of this? And how can I change my thoughts about this? How can I grow from it? Because mm. ultimately my drive to have children is is the you know innate biological drive. But I think from a spiritual perspective, it's about healing my family line, you know giving I wanted to give my children. Things that I didn't get in my childhood that I really felt a deep, deep sadness about. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to do it that way, but I can look at it and say, okay, so what is the healing and growth opportunity in being childless, not by choice? Hmm and for me that is you know i still i still think healing my family line is possible by healing myself hmm. by by being the parent to that little girl who who didn't get what she needed and had some trauma didn't feel safe giving giving that to her now because you know the the different age stages of our lives are very much alive in us mm-hmm. and I, and i think a lot of people are are driven to have children to correct things from their own childhood as i was
0: hmm. wow those are <laughs> those are great points and 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 pretty deep because it's it's true we we are still as long as we live, we're still going to be ten, or <laughs> or it's gonna or five or fourteen or you know it's still it's still a part of of us our experience, and uh, it took me a long time. It took me a very long time, and I'm so glad it finally happened. But it took me so long to like myself and to love myself as I say, warts and all. We all have. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have faults and failures and no, there's no perfect human and all of that good stuff. And we know that, but, but then we have to turn that around and turn it on ourselves. Kind of, I guess, like you were talking about mirroring earlier, we have to turn that right back onto ourselves and realize wait, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect driver in traffic. I think I'm a better driver than (laughs) everybody else. There's, you know what I mean? My decisions aren't always the best. And, you know, we both admit to being uh, control freaks. (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just like we, we turn that mirror back on ourselves and realize, and when I did that, speaking for myself, when I turn that mirror back on me and realized, you know, but through it all, I like me. I like who I've become and who I am becoming. I'm so grateful because that's a strengthener in and of itself. It, it strengthens you because I always say the minute you step out of your front door in the morning's the, the the world is out there ready to get you. And mm-hmm. if you don't like yourself, why should anybody else? <laughs> and if you don't want to take care of yourself and have respect for yourself, no one else is going to. And so you may have run into this random person once in a great while who's going to have mercy on you even when you're not having mercy on yourself. But that's few and far between. So since we are our own company 24-7, we should look Turn that mirror back on ourselves and deal with who we are, our faults, our failures, our great points, the things people love about us, and put them all together and just learn to love ourselves and like ourselves right
1: that's what i'm working on i can't say that I you know consistently feel that way at this point, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I was alluding to that. Mm-hmm the opportunity the silver lining of this is that i i do get to do the work to to heal into self love into mm. self trust instead of projecting things onto the next generation because that's what happens mm. the unhealed parts of ourselves get um, passed down to the next generation.
0: That's true, and and there are, there are many parents out there that are now, as they see they they see themselves in their children, and their their parents warn them that they would see themselves in their children, and a lot of them are saying the same things they did when they were sixteen or seventeen. They're seeing their children do it, and they feel like there's nothing they can do about it because this thing just keeps going over and over generationally, and and they're maybe not stopping the to turn that mirror back on themselves. And I'm not, again, blaming parents. This is not about hating no. on parents or anything like that. This is just the different places we all are, depending on where we ended up, whether we had children or not, or, you know, just where we parenting
1: are. In life. Is, parenting it's, is it's hard. Is so hard. Oh, yeah. And there isn't, there isn't much time and energy left for contemplation and, and healing of self especially, you know, the younger the kids are. And, you know, what I learned in my counseling training was that what happens is often when parents, when the children reach the age of when they had a, a major trauma, mm-hmm. that trauma will get, it will it will come back up and, and be really activated mm-hmm. when their child is the same age as they were when the trauma happened. Wow. So, and often, you know, parents don't have the, you know, inner resources, outer resources to really go into deep healing of that. And that's why I see it as one of the silver linings. It doesn't mean it's not like super, super painful and that I wish that I was, you know, a parent Mm -hmm. uh, that I don't wish that I was a parent that was focusing on my my kids and not, not so much on my own stuff. But I also feel like it's a process of accepting that that's my path and embracing it and, and really taking that opportunity.
0: So um, speaking of, of silver linings, we're, we're just basically the blessings and the silver linings, as you mentioned, we're, we're, we're doing the best with what we have, which is what we really, Should try to do as childless, not by choice women because there are other things that have happened to other people too. There are other traumas that have happened to people. For us, we're talking about being childless, not by choice, but we've got to Mm -hmm. then make the decision. And I talk about choice all the time on this podcast, but we have to choose to do the best with what we have.
1: Yeah, and I think comparative suffering is never. Never makes anyone feel better. So right. yeah, everybody's got
0: a disappointments,
1: story, <laughs> you know. And yeah, everyone's got a story. Yeah. And so yeah, when I when I go into that self pity place and um, like, oh, this is worse, you know, this is so much more painful than what this other person is going through because they got to have kids. I have mm-hmm. to stop myself, you know, yeah. like comparing my insides to their outsides who mm. knows just because someone has a family doesn't mean that they're not wracked with shame and, and grief too for right. whatever reasons they have
0: exactly
1: the human condition is 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 a heavy one
0: <laughs> yeah it is it is so. no matter what we have going on so I, I'm, I'm struggling over I, i'm looking at three different questions here and I'm struggling with the next one to ask you because I just feel like uh, I'm going to ask you all three. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but this one I'm going to ask you first because I did an episode on triggers. Mm. So how do you cope with triggers?
1: Well, I'm really glad you asked that. You know, it, it depends on how I'm doing. Sometimes I, I handle them well and sometimes not so well. And, and, it's really important for me to be compassionate with myself and forgiving of myself if i if I'm not skillful in in how I handle a trigger at a certain point. That being said, you know actually I'm coming to begin to sp- speak out in service to raising awareness when something happens that's that sort of like someone says something that is triggering just out of sort of ignorance Mm -hmm. to take the opportunity to to speak the truth to speak my truth so like last night I went to a women's circle and the beginning of the circle is everyone saying you know I am the the granddaughter of so and so and so and so I'm the daughter of so and so and I'm the mother of you know and and I thought oh god <laughs> and I went into it knowing that I was probably going to be the only childless person there and so I had mentally kind of prepared for that and like okay you might get triggered and it's okay you can handle it and you know if you have to leave the situation you know that's okay so I think just even giving myself permission to do that was really helpful so when that happened you know I had a choice it was a choice point Mm -hmm. am I going to be in in victimization and blaming they should know better they shouldn't say that they should be more inclusive Or am I just going to take this opportunity to share my experience and hopefully make it a little easier for the next woman in that situation? Mm. And so that's what I did. You know, I, not in that moment as we Mm -hmm. just went around the circle and, and only did that, but when it was time for sharing on a deeper level about what's going on for us. Mm. you know i i said this is what's on my heart because that's what she said you know let's share what's on our heart. this is here so i am going to share it and that's that's bringing it out of the dark into the light that's taking away the shame and i think i think that the triggering is born out of the shame and the self judgment mm. I mean, it's also this, this like, I, I don't belong, which is another story I have going in my head a lot mm-hmm. that I've noticed I'm, I'm working on. And then there's times where I just have to avoid the situation, and, and I have to be okay with that. You know, I would love to be, like, an enlightened being that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> can, can be in a deeply painful situation and, you know, keep my calm and cool and be able to stay there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm a human being and it's too painful sometimes. And so I, the way I deal with it is I, I give myself the choice and I keep in mind my intention of. Letting go of control. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I can't control the world so that nobody ever triggers me. Mm. And I think I used to kind of feel that way, not consciously, but just to take responsibility for my triggering. And if it feels right in the moment, I can politely, gently let someone know, you know, well, this is the situation. Not everybody gets to have kids or whatever. Right. Um is happening in the moment, but also if it's too painful, I don't have to go to that baby shower or right. you know whatever it is, whatever situation, family event or right. and 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 that it's really important for me to, like I said, just be gentle with myself, compassionate. And forgive myself for not being stronger sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it was in that episode trigger trigger. Um, how do we deal with our triggers? Whatever the, I'm going to put that in the show notes for this episode. A link to that episode. But I believe it was that episode where I talked about planning ahead so that mm-hmm. we don't fly off the handle when we're triggered. It's important because if we keep, you know, losing it, flying off the handle, all of that stuff when we're triggered. We're not healing ourselves and everybody around us is walking on eggshells and they, they can't help us. And you're right. A lot of times it's us helping ourselves. And sometimes and I've talked about this before, too. You don't have to go to the baby shower. You don't yeah. have to go to put on a brave face and show up. And on the inside, you're completely falling apart when they're playing the baby games or the pamper pamper cake or whatever it is that they make. I will say that I don't go to baby showers I haven't in in years however <laughs> I'm attending a virtual by the time you hear this it would have happened already this episode but I'm attending a virtual Zoom baby shower because my nephew and his wife are having their first baby I, I just I mm. can't I can't not go I have I right. want to right. But that's the that's what you were saying I want to be there I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's on Zoom. And you know what? Even if it were in person, even if we weren't living in COVID and we were living in quote unquote normal times, I would still go because I love my nephew. I love his new wife. They've been married a little over a year. I love them. And, and not that I don't love the other people that invited me, but I, I, I made the choice to go. So you may choose to go to one shower and not the other. You, I think what's important is having a plan.
1: Right. Have a plan. Ahead of time
0: exactly have a plan an exit plan if you need one an exit strategy yeah.
1: exactly. An emergency plan.
0: <laughs> exactly have a plan b and if you need to go you need to go this is going to be on zoom and so hey you know it's really virtual i don't see i don't see why i would need to i don't know how many people will be there i don't know if everybody knows my story it's not about me etc mm-hmm. so for me I just have a, have to have a plan for myself, but I, I, I will be there with bells on because I love my nephew and my new niece-in-law and I'm looking forward to spoiling this baby like I spoiled my three nephews. I mean, mm-hmm. I am so looking forward to this. So I, again, I guess the bottom line is we have to make choices. We have to speak to ourselves. We have to plan ahead and know what our triggers are and then just, hey, this is why I wanted everybody to hear another point of view to see that, you know. Yes, I, I'm a relatively intelligent person, and I started this podcast out of my, out of the goodness of my heart and my pain five years ago. But I really want you all to hear how somebody else in this space is is dealing. I want you to hear somebody else's point of view.
1: Another thing, and this is, you know, my I'm. I'm a pretty open, open book. So uh, sometimes I will explain. I mean, I haven't had a ton of these situations. I don't have a big family and I lived in LA for most of my adult life. So it wasn't a lot of (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, weddings and baby showers and stuff like that. But, you know, on the occasions where I have had this kind of situation, I've explained, you know, it's just too painful for me. And I don't know how that sits with with the person I'm telling, but it helps me because I feel like I am um letting them know it's not about them. It's not a snub. Right. You know, this is just I I it's just what I need to do to take care of myself right now. All right.
0: Self care. It's a it's a buzzword, but it's true. Self care. Yeah. You know, as as we wind down our time here, Ruth, I wanted to before I forget, um, um, Ruth mentioned a little while back that we had a discussion in our Zoom meeting, and I just want to let everybody know if you're not a part of the Childless Not by Choice with Savilla Morgan Facebook group, and you are a Childless Not by Choice woman, come on in because that's the only place that I'm going to post the Zoom link for our future meetings, and I'm hoping to have a meeting every couple of months or so. And so we had our conversation in the Zoom meeting it was a, it was a handful of us it was a nice get together. We did it before on Mother's Day on Facebook, but I think going forward we're going to have it on Zoom. So if you really want a place to come in and you can come on video or not, but most of us were on video and we just sat there and talked and we were we were we joined in from all over the planet, right? I mean, one of my moderators is in uh, Scotland and um, another moderator is just an hour and a half south of me. And then Ruth was in there and a couple other people. Come on in, no matter where in the world you are, if you can grab the Zoom link, because I I will place it in our group, in our Facebook group, and just join the conversation. I'll be posting in there when the next one is. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that um, before we continue. Yeah, thanks for
1: bringing that up, because that was really uplifting for me. I've been you know, I haven't, I've been pretty down. I mean, with everything going on Mm -hmm. in the outside world too, and this, and it was really uplifting to just be with other women who understand Mm -hmm. and where I don't have to like put on a brave face. And also I wanted to also mention that for the mother's day, get together or Facebook live I was actually feeling pretty strong in in acceptance and all that and I just really wanted to be there to uplift others. So, you know, I just want your listeners to remember that that that's there, that's an opportunity there and that finding ways to to channel my nurturing, my desire to to be in connection with others and to be a positive force in the lives of others. There's opportunities. There's plenty of opportunities to do that. It's not the same thing as, as having your own children, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it is, but that can be channeled.
0: It's quite true. As I always talk about, I have three nephews. I never had my own children, but my nephews—I've been in their life from the time they were born. I mean, I've taken them for the weekend. I've taken them to the museums. I've mm-hmm. changed diapers and cleaned up throw-up and all that good stuff. They weren't my kids, but I, you know, I, I got to do those things. And and even the cleaning throw-up to me was. It was awesome. I got to clean up throw up and I got to clean pampers and uh, I didn't know what was happening and what was going to happen and not happen for me. But as I look back on it, I, uh, you know, I'm glad I had the experiences. No, it wasn't like being their actual mother, but I'm still thankful for the experiences. It got me the opportunity to, as you said, nurture. And then we have our own way Uh, our ways as childless, not by choice women to nurture. I think about that episode and I'm going to have to look that one up. It's a ways back, but that episode where the one woman from, gosh, was it the Netherlands who wrote me to tell me how this one particular episode, I think it's called what about the children where after she listened to that episode, um, it got her to buying a Barbie for an underprivileged child every Christmas.
1: So
0: we, we will have to find our own ways of, of, nurturing without making people feel of, uh, uncomfortable of course but there are so many ways
1: <laughs> there yeah there is like sort of like am I being like just is this creepy you know <laughs> that I'm yeah, just in ask yourself child. that question exactly <laughs>
0: ask yourself that question before you do it but I mean <laughs> the fact is there are so many ways and I'm not trying to uh, I don't know if I should say this or not but I, I even give you know at my my church. Not openly, but I give to certain events because uh, there there might be a parent who can't afford to send their child to a particular event. So sometimes I make a contribution anonymously. Now it's not so much, but it is still kind of because they don't know I'm doing it at the time. But I give to, for them to put into the funding for a family that may not be able to send their child to a particular event. There are so many different ways mm. for us to, to turn around and take our grief and just use it against itself, <laughs> you know, and just help others in, in our walkthrough and journey through life. So any last words before we tune out of this episode, Ruth? It was so great to have you on here. This Yeah, so
1: thank you for having awesome. me. Yeah, it was um, cerebral. <laughs> Well, any last words? Just, I I feel you, I'm with you. Find other women and men who are also heavy in the heart with this same situation. That really helps me a lot. And, you know, reinvent yourself. You know, find a new dream, a new way to express your purpose of... Of creating and nurturing the next generation.
0: Yeah, that's that's an awesome that's an awesome ending point right there. And uh, just remember, everybody, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast or you know, and you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. It sounds so cheesy to say that, but for this podcast, it's true. I mean, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast. Um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you know, we're, wherever you listen to podcasts, most likely we're there. So tell your friends and family, especially if you know someone who is childless, not by choice, tell them there is nothing more important than community. And sometimes you need to be in community with people who get it, as well as any other communities that you belong to, because it's a, it's a way to, to, to nurture you through your journey and to uplift you so ruth i want to just thank you once again for for this opportunity and uh, thanks everybody for listening i really appreciate it until next time have a great one bye